Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Kenny, and we're going to talk about Return of Condor Heroes by Jin Yong. Uh, we're, we're doing a, uh, not a review, but an overview and a discussion of the first book of a fan translation with a lead translation done by someone named Noodles. There's a bunch of other translators on it. The, the name uh, of the translation in English is Divine Eagle, Gallant Knights. And this is a classic wuxia story. It's the second in a much larger series. The first one is Legend of Condor Heroes, and the third one is Heaven Sword Dragon Saber. And uh, this was released in the Ming Pao newspaper between 1959 and 1961 before it was sort of put into novel format. And and all right, so I guess we should get started here. I, I do want to say we're going to continue. We're doing book one today. And next week, we're going to start going in deep with five chapters at a time in subsequent books. So uh, so I guess we'll just begin with uh, with the overall plot, which is that it focuses on a character who's the son of one of the bad guys from the first book, uh, the son of Yang Kong. Um, his name is Yang Guo, and he's an orphan. And... Through a series of trials and tribulations, he ends up in a place called Ancient Tomb Sect, where he uh, uh, is trained by Zhao Longnu, who eventually becomes his lover. And he is chased through the martial world by uh, a villainess named Li Mochu. And a number of other things happen to him, but those are the, sort of the broad strokes of the story. Uh, Kenny, do you have anything you want to add to, the, uh, to just the, the plot overview? I think um, one very important thing to mention is that Yang Guo has many encounters with um, characters from the first, so from Legend of the Condor Heroes, many of the uh, elders or the more famous martial art heroes show up in one way or another throughout the, the series of Eternal Condor Heroes, and he has quite a few of them in um, uh, in, in the first book as well, the most important of which would be his... Uh, uh, well, Godfather, I'd say. Um, oh, Young Fung. Oh, Young Fung. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, yep. Well, we can talk about that. That's because because I honestly think this is one of the most interesting things about this book is that the first book, the characters from that book, almost serve as like a backdrop for everything that's going on. And so, this book is about Yangor, but but like you said, he has all these run-ins with these other characters and. And, and it's interesting to see them through his eyes rather than through the eyes that you saw them through when you encountered them the first time in the in the first book. So especially like a character like Huang Rong, who is very, very different from Yang Guo's perspective than, you know, than I felt she came across in the in the first novel. And so with Yu Young yeah. Fung, it's it's equally interesting because he's the he's like the big bad guy in the first book. And in this one, he's like a. I mean, he's like a like a, a helpful uncle. Um, he's he, you know he slightly crazy helpful uncle. <laughs> well, he's crazy, and and Huang Rong sort of t taught him to learn a technique purposefully backwards, and it messed him up. And so he's all he, he's all his brains all scrambled, but he still he still sort of occasionally gets these moments of clarity. And at one point, he uh, he takes. Yango is like his adopted son because he knows he's looking for his son. His real son was killed, I think, in the first book, if I remember. Um, and 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 so I think he's harboring a lot of guilt for that because a lot of it is a product of his own uh, his own evil ways. But um, but he he, uh, he 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 I think early in the book 
he helps Yangor after he's been poisoned by one of Lee Mochu's needles, right? And then he yeah, and he, he, he teaches them how to um, channel internal energy and to stand upside down, basically to try and force the poison out. That's um, some of those things which has been which shows up throughout the the early part of the story is that he um, does a hands uh, you know, Yang War does handstands and uh, people are not really sure what he's doing because it's such an unorthodox yeah. way of fighting apparently. <laughs> and he teaches him toad stance. He teaches him the toad oh, yeah, stance, yeah. which he uses you know a few times, and uh, and then uh, the the protagonist from the first book arrive. Uh, Guo Jing and Huang Rong and they're a couple at this point they have a daughter and they take him back to Peach Blossom Island because Guo Jing made a vow that he was going to teach Kung Fu to to Yang Kang's son and that's also at the point where we sort of discover that that one of the other main characters in the first book has died Yang Guo's mother um, and so you know there's again it's it's just very interesting that how this stuff is all kind of coming together Uh you know, around the Yangua character, and you know, it's, it's we always mention Legend of the Condor Heroes and Return of the Condor Heroes, and then Heaven Sword Dragon Slave as a trilogy. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it, 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 it's still a self-contained series if you wanted to just read Return of the Condor Heroes, mm-hmm. even though there's so many references. It, it if you haven't read the first one, you just jump straight into the second one. It's you, you join Yangua on this journey of trying to discover what happened in the past and how all these characters are related to their, to their parents and what all the sorts of grudges and uh, and relationships that they had. That's actually how I did it. I I first encountered Return of Condor Heroes because I I I I, I got the titles confused and I went to this one first and. And it ended up being, I thought it was more enjoyable than it would have been the other way around. I think I would have uh, not enjoyed it as much if I hadn't, because there's like this mystery of, you know, what's, you know, like what happened to Yangor's dad exactly? And, and, you know, did Goiching, is he really responsible for the death? Is is Wong Rong responsible? There's, you know, so you you really are seeing it from Yangor's eyes. So I kind of, I mean, it's not the way that it's meant to be encountered, but I think it's a, I, I found it a perfectly interesting way to, to sort of be introduced to the story. And like you said, I think it is self-contained enough. They explain enough, or the writer explains enough of um, the backstory that you understand things as they come up. So you don't really get confused or anything like that. Yeah, and I feel like if you, you know, if we, if I was new to the the whole genre and you told me that this was the first uh first release set of stories and then legend of Condor heroes came after that as a prequel to explain what actually happened from the point of view of Jing and huang rong then i would still think that's a perfectly good um way to go about it yeah no definitely i, I think you could honestly i think it's the kind of s- series where you could almost come in on any of them i think and you'd be fine um you know because like the you know heaven sword dragon saber that would, you know, the, that is one of the most amazing character introductions to the world early on. Do you know what I mean? That that really sticks with you. And I think that would be a great first read as well. Um, but, uh, but, but, you know, with the, just dealing with the story of the, you know, of the, of the characters, um, you know, after, after he uh, has his dealings with Young Fung, he ends up on Peach Blossom Island, and there he's supposed to be taught by Guo Jing, but he's not because Huang Rong doesn't trust him. She she sees too much of Yang Kang in him, and so she's 
she'll on, she only teaches him like the principles, like the you know like the, the the classics. She doesn't actually she doesn't actually teach him any martial arts, and so he ends up not learning any martial arts while he's there. And then the two um, uh, the two brothers that they've adopted the what are they the the Wu brothers uh, Wu Dunru and Wu Shiwen who are there's a big villain in the story named Lee Mochu, and she slaughters a whole family early on. And, uh, and their father is, uh, and mother are caught in the middle of it. Their mother is killed, I believe. And the father, uh, kind of goes crazy and they end up getting adopted by, uh, by the, by the heroic couple. So, you know, but they don't get along with, with, uh, with Yangua and they, you know, there's all kinds of problems. And eventually Yangua, uh, Create so much strife there that uh, they decide to send him to Quanjen sect. And uh, I don't know if you want. And to we should it. mention the, like, the character of Yang Guo. Like he, he's um, a very unrestrained person. Uh, yeah. He says what's on his mind, and he has no problem with ignoring seniority, which is the sort of main issue. Like he's flippant, to put yeah. it another way. Like he, he's... he is rude and flippant, and, and and people don't like that because. I guess it's the whole um, tradition thing as well back then is that people should be respectful to the elders and uh, seniority is like paramount. Well, and he's like the he's like the polar opposite of Guo Jing, the protagonist from the first book. So that guy was was like upright, uh, you know, you know, abided by all the traditions and did everything the right way. And it was a little bit stupid. And, and Yang is like you said, he's unrestrained. He doesn't really like he kind of just does what he wants and it's very difficult like people have to earn his respect before he'll actually listen to them and and he's he's smart i mean he's he's he he's easy you know he's 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 a little bit more like huang rong than guo jing uh in you know and and so so they 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 figure sending him to quan Zhen sect will improve things but he gets off on the wrong foot completely and he ends up. What's the, I can't remember the name of the guy who he trains under. Um, Zhao Zijing, I think his name is the um, yeah. Who's who's not really a nice guy. Um, uh, well, not, not many of the um, recent Transgender sect are, are portrayed yeah. as nice. Well, again, it could just be because this is from the perspective of Yang Guo, where they're all like sticklers for seniority and uh, they're, they're all unreasonable people, you know, and they're all weak as well because they all lost to um, Guo Jing when they were first uh, introduced <laughs> in, in the book. And uh, and so he just he, he does kind of the same thing Huang Rong does to uh, to Yang Guo. He he teaches him you know some of the like the, the the lines of the classics that they have to learn the lines from the manuals but he doesn't actually show him the martial arts he doesn't teach him how to actually it's slightly different because Huang Rong actually taught Yang Guo to read and write and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and the actual like scriptures not martial, not, not martial art related at all mm-hmm. um, mildly relevant in, in the second book as well when, when Yang Guo is like recognizing calligraphy and stuff but okay. uh, what the Chanjun priests teach Yang Guo is just the the um, the, the formulas to their martial arts without actually teaching him the moves that go with it. So mm. it's completely pointless, basically. Okay, okay. But then he puts them to use later when he's in uh, Ancient Tomb Sect and he's able to... Oh, yeah, it's, it's relevant. Like, that... I, I, I imagine Zhao Jixing thought it would be completely pointless to teach him anything like that. But later on, because of the relationship between Ancient Tomb Sect and Transgen Sect, that set of formulas becomes key in letting Yang Guo and Shadow Nu master parts of the, um, the Jade 
uh, Hot Soul play. And it's one of the cool little yeah. things this book does. And, and the, the writer does it all in a lot of the books where he, he, he throws in these little details that, that get built on later in, in really interesting ways like that. And so I, I think, um, I think with the, uh, you know, with the way that he, you know, the, the mistreatment that he has with his master at, at the, uh, at the, you know, at, 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 at uh, Tuan Zhen sect, he, um, uh, He's able to sort of still extract some value from it and and apply it to other things um, and kind of fill in blanks. Um, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that in this book. There's a lot of sort of like, oh, you only learned half. You like you, you thought you were doing this one thing, but you really actually were learning half of a technique that you now know the total technique of because you learned the other half over here. So there's there's <laughs> it, it's that it's it's that sort of surprising uh, discovery over the course of the story that's that's uh, that's enjoyable, but um, but yeah. So, but he he doesn't he doesn't get on well at all when he's there, and he just causes a ruckus, and he ends up I think he ends up escaping or fleeing or running away, and he goes to there's a there's another sect nearby. There's a called Ancient Tomb Sect, and uh, this is the sect that Li Mochu belonged to, but she has left because she she has a whole history which we'll get into if we have time. Um, and, uh, and is now home to Zhao Longnu and Granny Sun. And, and he goes there and Granny Sun takes a liking to him. And I really like Granny Sun. She's like a, I don't know, she's like a really nice grandmotherly type character. And she does not like the way that the Taoists are, are treating, uh, Yang Guo. And so there's a number of things. There's sort of like a lot of back and forth stuff that happens, but ultimately Zhao Longnu says she doesn't want him. Uh, you know, she's not allowed. He's a man. He can't be an ancient tomb sect. And so uh, Granny Sun takes him back. And eventually there's a conflict and Granny Sun gets killed by one of the seven immortals of the sect. And as she's dying, she makes Xiao Longnu vow to take care of Yang Gua for the rest of her life. And Xiao Longnu takes that very literally. And um, and then... Uh, and then to the he, point where actually it's mentioned several times that you know that by by you know trying to fulfill that promise I will kill you before I yeah. die so that that way I've taken care of you. Yeah, because yeah, there's a point where she thinks she's dying and she and she and she wants to kill him so that she doesn't break her vow to, to Granny Sun. Um, and he's he I think I just have this image of him running away from her through you know through the halls of of uh, of, of ancient tomb sect. Um, but he ends up at ancient tomb sect and he's there for quite some time, uh, learning under her, uh, and, you know, learning the various techniques and helping her to master, um, I think it was it the Jade heart, uh, Jade, uh, Jade maiden, um, sort of play. Yeah. But there's the Jade maiden heart sutra. Is the oh, and then, yeah, yeah. Um, and we should mention. So we, we've mentioned Shannon Liu, and for those who aren't familiar with her, she is basically a teenager at this point in the story as well, like on, on the late end of the teens. Uh, I think she was eighteen. Like uh, that—that's why. Um, that's because that, that's why at the very beginning of the story you have so many people coming to the ancient to Chan Chan yeah. to try and um, marry this uh, this uh, beauty and obtain the inheritance of the ancient tomb sect, which is a, uh, which is a rumor that Li Mochu started, I believe, yeah, to cause yeah. problems. Um, but oh, go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, I should say like so. Um, yeah, she's not, she's a couple of years older than Yang Guo, and. Um, Part of the uh, requirements to master the um, 
the Jade, uh, the Jade Maiden Heart Manual, is that uh, you must have a partner to help you uh, channel your chi, right? Yeah. Um, uh, they discover that at the latter end, or towards the you know, towards mastery level of the uh, of the manual, you have to be naked yeah. because otherwise any yeah you know, any disturbance can um, make your chi deviate and mm-hmm. you will suffer serious injuries and that sort of thing. Um, so it really brings to like another awkward thing of male and female not that far apart in age trained together and that's one of the things one of the themes in in, in, in the story as well is um the relationships between men and women master disciple and uh, uh and especially the relationship between master and disciple which uh, is a very uh important um factor that uh, in the later half of the story well, and, and what's happening at this point, too, is she's older and a little bit more aware of what's going on. And so it sounds like she's sort of starting to fall in love with him, but he's kind of oblivious to what that all really means. He doesn't understand the implications of them, you know, doing this nude martial arts training. Um, and the and the ingenious method he comes up with, though, for, for them being able to do it and still have some sense of propriety where they, they have all the flowers screening them off from each other. Um, until the, until the Taoists show up and ruin everything. And, uh, and she ends up getting an internal injury from it. Um, and, and so, and and what ends up, we're kind of running out of time, so I'll, I'll speed a little bit through the plot, but basically one of the, uh, one of the Taoist monks, um, I'm trying to remember his name, uh, Zhao Jibing, I think, uh, he, he ends up falling in love with her and, uh, and after a series of, of, of things that occur in the tomb, Li Mochu comes back and tries to take the, the, uh, uh, the Jade Maiden manual. And, uh, you know, they eventually leave the tomb because uh, it's discovered that Yangor is willing to die for Zhao Longnu. And Li Mochu points out that, well, if that's the case, then you're free to leave. Like, that's like, I guess it's some rule that's in the sack. It, it was a bit of a deus ex machina thing. It was like, oh, okay, in that case, uh, here's a rule that says that if, as a, if a man's going to die for you, then uh, you can leave the sect. Because yeah. otherwise, you know, the the, um, the members of the ancient tomb sect are forbidden from leaving by the grand ancestor, um, Lin Chao Ying, who says, you apparently also put in this caveat that oh, just in case someone does love you to that point, then you're okay. You can you can go enjoy the world. <laughs> and and it's funny because and we'll get to Limo true hopefully in a little bit. But like the 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 whole way that she sort of she's she's hell bent on breaking into the sect and stealing the manual and and pretty much killing them it seems. But she but she still has time to observe all of these these little rules and to pass judgment on them when she thinks that they're engaged in filthy behavior until she sees the virginity dot is still intact on a on a Zhao Longnu's arm. But I guess also getting into the background of ancient tomb sect and Chuan Zhen sect is 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 a little bit handy here. There's uh, there's sort of a love story that uh, explains why they're in close proximity to one another, um, where the uh, the founder of Chuan Zen sect is uh, is a general who sort of fought against the Jin, and he he built the tomb as as like a military complex, but he the pretext of it was that it was a tomb so that it would be concealed, and he ended up uh, sort of roaming around. Uh, with uh, Lin Chao Ying, the founder of Ancient Tomb, and she convinced him 
to have a duel with her. And if I think, what was it? If he, if he won, she would commit suicide. And if, and if she won, he would either like come and like marry her or something, or he would. So there was a a series of like bets between them. I think, Mm -hmm. um, the, the first of which was when uh, the uh, Wan Chongyan decided to lock himself up in the tomb because he failed to stop the invasion and like he decided to seclude himself for whatever reason. And then Chao Yin came to convince him to hand over the tomb to her mm-hmm. so that he wouldn't have a place to hide, basically, is what she was trying to do. And, um, and then there was another bet where they were writing on the stone. Yep, and yep. And then that was when uh, uh, when they were comparing their, their martial arts, and she was saying like, if if I win, then uh, um, then you have to marry me, or something on those lines, or, or never marry anyone else. I, I think I think the outcome was he created Chuanzhen sect out of that bet, right? That was uh, uh, that, that bet was what caused him to become a, um, a Taoist priest. Yeah. Uh, um, but the, I, but the, I, but yeah, the key thing if was, he won, then she was. Yeah, he basically rejected her, though. He basically like yeah. chose to become a Taoist priest and live on the mountain, then instead of, you know, marrying her, right? And that was sort of the. So there was this long. So this long-standing grudge started to exist between the two of them. I don't think there was so much as um, the way it was portrayed to me. It felt like they were both in love with each other, but uh, they couldn't be together right that was yeah the, no that, that was, was definitely that... what was going on that was definitely yeah. but but because but because of his actions like they do you know what i mean like there yeah. was there was, angst. was it was it that he uh, he wasn't uh willing to um it was because he was a patriot his... he was yeah he because, was... because the gym was still in the country was still yeah was invading and I, I guess he was thinking until the day that I repel the the invaders and I can't des- I don't deserve to be happy type of thing. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think he he was putting country ahead of um ahead of you know love basically, and uh and so and I think that's something like yeah. over the course of the novel this kind of gets those that theme plays out again because Yang Guo get and this is not in this book but Yang Guo gets drawn into the Mongol invasion and has to has to help repel them and so you know he's sort of dealing with both sort of the love and the and the duty to country um but for him it's much less of a conflict than it was for uh you know for for him for for uh what's his name uh chuan Zhen sect's founder um yeah but uh but yeah so i don't know we'll we'll uh um there's just so much to talk about in this novel because you know uh, we we mentioned this and the reason why um the uh Li Mucho, uh, uh, and uh point uh, manages to find out that Yang Guo is going to die for Shadow News because um of a security measure that Wang Chengyan put within the ancient tomb where like several um two ton rocks or whatever would come down and block the entrance forever. <laughs> so, and it was because of that happening, and then you know, and and um, Shao Liu and Yang Guo being like, "Well, we're trapped in there forever." Uh, and then they showed Li Mucho where the where the manual was hidden. And it was like, well, "Enjoy, you can't get out anyway." Um, and then that, that's when you know she threatened to kill Yang uh, Shao Liu, and Yang Guo threw himself in the way, basically. And it's funny how that moved Li Mucho, and then uh, and then he, uh, but they eventually get out, and and I'm just trying to push on for time, but they eventually get out and. Uh, 
this is something that I think people will have some discomfort with if, if they first see it or, or read it. Um, but there's a number one, Uyung Fung returns and he starts teaching uh, Yang Gua while, um, while him and Zhao Long Nu are kind of living together in the wilderness. And the, the Taoists show up after Uyung Fung has uh, used that, 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 that pressure point paralysis technique that you always see in the, um, in the wuxia movies and the wuxia TV shows. And so she, she, uh, she, she's, she's unable to move. And the Taoist priest puts a, I think he puts like a, something over her eyes. He puts a cloth over her yeah. eyes basically. Yeah. And, and then he has his way with her. So he basically kind of rapes her. And no, he, he definitely yeah, straight he, out rapes. Yeah, yeah, he rapes her. He rapes her. And and uh, and and so, well, I say kind of because she doesn't realize she's been raped. She thinks that it was Yang Gua. And 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 it, you know, it's it's not it, it's it's so it's not till later when she finds out what happened that you know, and that doesn't happen in this book. That happens in a later book that she's able to sort of go on a on on a on a revenge path against the guy, but. But at this point, she just thinks it was Yang Gua, and so it creates a misunderstanding between the two of them. And, and it initiates one of the many partings that they have over the course of the book. So, uh, you know, she, uh, I think if I remember what happened is he, he comes back and he's, um, he isn't quite understand. Like, she thinks that they've just made love, basically, and he isn't understanding it. And, and, and she basically runs away, and then he is chasing after her for the rest of the book, or at least the rest of this portion of the book. Yeah, and I, I think one thing that stands out there is because Yang Gu refuses to stop calling her Gugu, which is like, uh, it's sort of like a, a term for aunt or a senior who's, uh, um, you know, who's, who's ranked above you. And um, and, she, and she only was like, oh, why are, you, why are you still calling me that? You know, after we've already done that. And it was like, what i have no idea what you're talking about yeah yeah and that's part of the and, and then she was thinking that you know he didn't want to take responsibility so she ran off yeah and so yeah and so it's it's obviously though it's like when i i think i first i i saw the television program before i read it and and i was i was i almost wanted to stop watching after i got to this point because i just found it very disturbing to have the you know the a character that I had invested this time into suddenly have this horrible thing happen to them. Um, but, but I think one of the interesting things about it is, uh, is the character isn't totally defined by that event. Um, so that, you know, it's, it's dealt with in a more nuanced way than it, than it might normally be in a, in a lot of media. And, uh, but it's still dealt with. But just just that heads up for people that that is a there that is a, a section of the book that might be uh, difficult for some people to get through. Um, Luckily, it's very short. It's yeah. literally only a few lines. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's there. Um, be be wary that it's there if you don't like that sort of thing. But um, it's not made. Uh, didn't make a big deal out of going into details or anything yeah. so yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's just not, mentioned in passing it doesn't linger on the details or anything like that just the more the knowledge that i would say actually the shows are more you see more in the tv shows than you see in the book um but uh but anyways and again we're, we're very pressed for time so i apologize if i'm rushing through things here but the much of the rest of the book is him running away from Li Mo Chu. 
dealing with some of Lee Mochu's disciples. There's some other important characters that emerge, which we'll get to in the next podcast when we when we talk about the other chapters. And he ends up at uh, was it Mount Hua? Um, yes. Any that's where the, that's where first begins. Uh, well, I think that this was after he decided again that nobody loved him and uh, and that he was all alone in the world. So he ran all the way to uh, Mount Hua. And I can't remember when what what triggered him. Running. There was a big fight at one of the tea houses. Like all of the characters are there, basically fighting, if I recall. And and I think it was just the realization. I don't remember the specific thing either, but there was something. I think it was connected to everything that was going on with Guo Jing and Huang Rong and their family. Um, and uh, but he ends up he ends up fleeing to the mountain, and he meets uh, uh, Hong Qinggong, the uh, um, the old leader of, uh, of of beggar sect. Who I think in the first book he lost his martial arts, didn't he? Didn't 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 hadn't he lost his uh, ability to perform? kung fu because of something u young fung had done to him in the in the first book i don't remember that um, i could be wrong i could be wrong yeah i don't, I don't remember that maybe maybe because, it could happen then because he... didn't wasn't that the reason that um huang rong became the leader of beggar sect didn't he he was incapacitated somehow and so she sort of stepped in and took over the sect um Oh, they poisoned uh, the old young people. Poisoned uh, Hong Hong Chikong. Um, and was yeah, wasn't he like not able to use his? Oh yeah, energy? yeah, yeah. And uh, and so, but anyways, he has a bunch of. He, he so between 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 the novels, he regains his powers. Okay, somehow. yeah, he's, he's he's figured it out. He's found a way around the problem now. He's kind of got his game back, but he's still the Hong that we like from the first book. He, he like one of the things that he does is he he. He he's up there, up in the cold, because apparently there's these centipedes that you can you can trick to surfacing. There's not that many of them, but he he manages to get these centipedes to come to the surface and then cook and eat them. And they're very dangerous. Like yeah, I think he has to boil them properly so that the poison comes out or something. But uh, yeah, so leech the poison. Out. <laughs> yeah, and then he and then he cooks them, and uh, but they're so delicious to him. And so I just, he's he is his obsession with food and and the heights to which he takes. Uh, sort of, you know, it's like it's like he. It's just not enough for him to have like a bowl of noodles. Do you know I mean he has to he has to like have like the noodles that are, uh, you know, made in some really grand special way that take you know thirty days and and you know you, you know potentially kill you type of thing. So, yeah. Um, but but he ends up he ends up uh, you know this is sort of where the where the novel sort of leads up to and then. It'll get to it gets to more interesting things in the next book, um, and I think I think I think I think actually Yangoa throws him off the edge of a cliff at the end of this book, right? Doesn't he uh, to protect him? So, yeah, because um, he he made the promise to uh, to look after his, uh, look after him while he slept, <laughs> but he didn't realize that Hong Chikong would sleep for three days and three nights. But meanwhile, Hong Chikong's enemies have shown up and they're like chasing them through the mountains and. Yeah, and Yang is slowly starving throughout the whole process. And so we've only got about nine minutes, so we're doing this before we do our normal Wuxia podcast, and so that's why, if we sound pressed, that's why. <laughs> um, but I want to get to Li Moshu because the, book's, the book opens with her, 
and and next week we'll get more into Zhao Longnu and Yango and and other other important details. I also want to talk about Huang Rong because there's some interesting differences between her characterization in the previous book and in this one. But uh, but Li Mochu is she's kind of like the um, uh, the Iron Corpse character from the first book. You know she's she's that she's that sort of uh, looming villainous presence that that really helps keep this sense of a threat throughout the the first book and and she's a member of ancient tomb sect and when the book opens she's slaughtering the lu family because she was in love with um i can't remember his name lu uh what was it lu juan yan was that his name i think it was lu juan yan Lu, yeah, Lu Zhanyuan. Okay, so she was in love with him, and he married somebody else. And she yeah. comes to the, uh, and basically she was gonna kill them, but some priest or some monk forced her to take a uh, a ten year vow to not kill them. And so now it's like the ten the ten ten years are up, and she's shown up to uh, to murder them, and and uh, and she and and they're already dead. So she just decides to kill. Uh, his brother and his and the brother's wife and you know a bunch of other people uh you know she she, she doesn't get everybody the uh, uh Lu Zhan Yuan's daughter and his niece both manage to uh, survive but the uh the daughter is abducted by Li Mochu who um no, it... is it also... yes is also... yeah. yeah yeah she's 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 the one that's... she get the crippled she... leg right yeah yeah yep. she's also yeah yep and so she uh she gets abducted and then um uh basically forced to be uh Li Mochu's disciple and uh the other the other niece gets saved i think by um uh Huang Rong's father uh uh Huang yeah and uh but but her whole thing is she's she's you know again the theme of love and 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 sort of you know unrequited or repressed love or repressed affection uh yeah. sort of they all kind of boil over with Li Mochu that's sort of her thing is she she's just venting this rage that she has uh towards the understandable rage as well to be fair i think she actually lost her virginity to Lu Yuan, who then went back on um his promise to marry her. No, that sounds right. And I think, and it's also, you know, in the culture that they're sort of painting here where, you know, again, propriety is very important. And, uh, you know, the whole, like, you know, like this is the, you see these in the shows and they have them in the book where you have the, they have the virginity dots on their skin where like, if a, you know, it's like a, it's like a, like a red, Gecko cinnabar this, stain or something. This is the the, the Wuxia equivalent of the hymen check, basically. Yeah, yeah. Basically, if, you, if basically if a woman loses her virginity, the the dot will go away, and so uh, you know. So, the, but I mean, it just kind of emphasizes how important you know this sort of purity is to the to these characters. And Li Mochu, I mean, based on the way that she's judging everybody else, because even though she's going around killing people, if if she thinks people are engaged in 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 uh, uh, naughty sexual relations, she makes a point of sort of expressing her disgust. And so, uh, you know, I, I I think she's a character who uh, is deeply affected by that uh, by by that by uh, by the her experiences with this guy. And 
but the problem is she doesn't just take it out on him. She takes it out on his family. She takes it out on everybody. <laughs> she's just going around killing people. Um, and uh, but she's a really interesting villain. I think she, I think she's a uh, she's a nice counterpoint to the Zhao Long New character, and and uh, and I don't know. She's uh, I, I I think that uh, you know she's a uh, a really ferocious sort of martial figure. Uh, and, and, and again, she reminds me a lot of like an Iron Corpse type character from the first book. Who I think she's, I think, I think he's very deliberately having her fill that role. She's definitely a very interesting villain. And I like, like, I, I like um, you're sort of saying that the, she contrasts with Shadow of Lou. So at, at that point in the story, basically, they are both, they've both been spurned by their lovers after um losing their virginity to them well that, that, that's what shallow new thinks as well yeah thinks. regardless of whether that's true or not that's what she thinks she's thinking at that moment in time and um, rather than going all angry and threatening to kill everything and kill everyone in revenge or whatever she just leaves uh and uh, to to you know drown her own sorrows and leave Gangwa to his own devices whereas Lee Michelle's first response was that I'm gonna kill him I'm gonna kill that bastard <laughs> and uh and unfortunately we're running out of time here so we're gonna have to end it but um and there's a lot that we should get into because there's so much to do with the martial arts and the way that fights are described over the course the, the chapters in this book are pretty long we should say there there's only 10 chapters but they they're a little lengthy and a lot of that length is because of the martial arts being described and uh, fairly fine detail, um, uh, but but anyways, the the this was the first book of the Return of Condor Heroes, and we're going to begin with the second book next week, and we'll be reading the first five chapters of that book, and we're going to try to do five chapters at a time, and we'll try to go over them a little bit more in detail, a little bit more. I'll, I'll try to take better notes too this time for my uh, um, so that we're not we're not. Uh, grasping for for some of the details, but uh, but yeah. So, I know, is there anything we, you wanted to add before before we head out? No, I'm fine with that. All right, so so we'll be back on, and we're gonna uh, uh, see you on the other end with our discussion of Dragon Gate Inn.